Konnichiwa, Mina, and welcome back to your pessimistic podcast. Oh, uh, you're joking, right? <laughs> I mean, sure, believe what you want to believe. Um, welcome to our lively podcast featuring DJ Moon, of course, and DJ Star. <laughs> Another episode. Hey, <laughs> I'm sorry, your favorite host. A joke. Of course, it's a joke, and I'm on the actual favorites, not sorry. Anyways, anyways, and together we are <laughs> Mrs. Mills. Let's go. Woo! <laughs> Dr. Death. <laughs> oh no. Okay, so yeah. Dr. Death, aka Harold Frederick Shipman, born the January 14, 1946, to January 13, <laughs> So he died a year before I was born, which is. Thank cool. God for that. <laughs> so, well, he was known by people as Fred Chipman. He was an English general practitioner who is believed mm-hmm. to be one of the most prolific serial killers in history. So on January 31st, 2000, he was found guilty of the murder of 15 patients under his care. And his total number of victims were approximately around 250. Well, he killed a lot of people. <laughs> like, sir. Yeah, I mean, Dr. Death? Well, he was crazy. Like, the amount of people he killed, he was obviously supposed to go to jail for that because, yeah, life imprisonment because it was just horrible the way he did it, too. And, like, others took a while to pick up on it. And even though he went to jail, I mean, he didn't really serve his time because he ended up killing himself a day before his birthday, I must have a happy birthday to him. But, <laughs> yeah. So, um, Shipman inquiry, a two-year-long investigation of all deaths certified by Shipman, which Dame Janet Smith chaired, examined, and examined Shipman's crimes. So, they they identified at least 200 his total victims to, as I said before, the count of 250, about 80% of whom were elderly. Right, so I guess he targeted old people. Like, don't you feel guilt? No remorse? No nothing? Wow, that could be your grandparents. <laughs> so, like, the youngest that was confirmed was a 41 year old, still quite fine old, still, but you know, hey. although <laughs> suspicion arose that he had killed his patients as young as four, to have been found guilty of murdering his patients. Although other doctors have been acquitted of similar crimes or convicted on lesser charges. All so, right. Okay. Was, 
yeah he was okay so like one thing i realized like like growing up you can't really like judge a book so you know there must be like something that happened why this person turned out like this so like growing up shipman was born in like a good each family household he was born in manchester he was a bright person obviously like you could see it in the way that you know he did his killing methods and how it took a while for him to get caught but like growing up his mother received morphine injections to ease the pain because the thing is that she suffered from lung cancer so he saw all of this growing up and you know eventually his mom died and that took a toll on him for sure it really did and we'll get into that further more into the podcast but after that, all of that, he worked at his like own firm, everything. I don't know, doctor office. But then, you see, because the toll of everything, his mother's death, he kind of went to rehab and took a break for a little moment. Sometime. So, Shipman from work as a general practitioner in the town of Hyde in Greater Manchester where eventually he gained um, respectability. He gained respect from a lot of people. He was well-loved. What I realized when I was like researching about him, the, the patients, like they loved him. So he, he practically thrived in his practice. Um, one of his patients, which was an 81-year-old woman, was discovered dead in her home only hours after he visited her. Her family was like really perplexed um, by her sudden death because she appeared to be in good health thus a couple days before well a day before she was in good health and then after suddenly after the checkup oh she died which was like really Mm -hmm. really suspicious by the fact that her will had been changed to benefit shipman it was said that he normally got money from his patients who died in the like that's another reason that they said that was a reason yeah. why he was because he was getting a profit. He was getting it. money. Yeah, he was getting a profit off it. So, Shipman's instance that um there was no autopsy necessary, so they didn't even really check the bodies to see. What but yet still, I feel like you should have an autopsy. You know, you can't just like put your family member into the ground or do a burial or cremate. You must have an autopsy to see. Like, that's what doctors are supposed to do. They're supposed to record it, and the family can ask. Like, I don't think, like, people were thinking about it that much because, say, you know, it's a doctor, and, you know, some people put their trust into their doctor, so they weren't expecting it. But we really don't know why Shipman, you know, started doing stuff like this. Like, some people say it's because of his mother, because she died and all of that. And there are just so much reasons, different possibilities, probably for pleasure from the knowledge that as a doctor he had power over life and death we really don't know but despite that you know as star oops star said as star said you know he gained financially from all of this so i guess that was it yeah a question that um a lot of investigators were really asking was such a large number of deaths could have occurred without raising suspicions like how could mm-hmm. you not have like seen things around or put pieces and pieces together like how could such a large number have gone out without any suspicions like that's just really weird right because you see that this is going to the homes of different people or they go to his office and 
they're just dying one by one and nobody is suspecting him like and they were all his patients and nobody was like really suspecting him it was also more baffling because shipman's patients were normally healthy shortly before their encounter with him so that's another reason why they should have even looked into the situation even further so he shipman took advantage of his patients and because they trusted him so that just ruled him out to the police that was ruling out because they trust him everybody trusts him well looks can be really deceiving so mm-hmm. like that's a that's a really big thing we have to be looking at looks are deceiving <laughs> Yeah, um, the thing about Dr. Death, I mean, as you said, like, nobody was expecting it because, you know, we trust him and everything. But I feel like because the death toll, you know, it was going up one by one. At first, you know, it was a little bit that nobody would expect it, but it's like a little community. He's like, you know, the family doctor that everybody goes to. If it is that, you know, you're seeing deaths happening after, like, a person goes to this doctor primary, I don't know. They go there. And you see the dead, aren't you supposed to be like saying something? Like in the end, they realize that hey, yes, Doctor Death is a serial killer. Like in the end, they realize when the death toll was like two fifty. But to be honest, I feel like we don't even know. Like they say it's two fifty, but like to me, I feel like it's a little bit more because like you have a lot of patients going in and out each year. So. It was just very crazy for Dr. Death, let me just say. I find this one very intriguing. Like, the way he went about with this, I mean, I would never think of that. And it was just very crazy. It was a very crazy one. But we're going to move on to Ted Bundy. So, like, who is Ted? Who is Ted? Like, Ted. Okay, I'm sorry. Your favorite one. That's what you say. (laughs) That's what you say. No. (laughs) Oh, there be so much out there. Like I did not know about this. Like you see, because Star she watches this stuff, and I'm like, she would share her screen sometimes and be like, oh, have you seen something? Like no. Like I literally just started knowing more about this stuff like recently, like not too long ago, all because of Star. Like she's all interested in this stuff. It's not a bad thing to know about Moon. It's not a bad thing. Like I'm interested in it now that I see what it's about. But yeah, Ted Bundy left a big impact in my um thinking because like just every time I hear the word serial killer, Ted Bundy is the first person that pops up in my head. Like it's the first person that pops up in my head. And like Mm -hmm. it's just I don't know. I'm so intrigued by his case, what he did, how he played it off, how he got out of situations. Really interesting to me, you know? It just entices you. Yeah, you see, Ted, no, he was an American. He was an American serial killer who kidnapped, not only kidnapped, but raped and murdered his victims during the 1970s. So it was a good while back. And like, over a decade or so, like he has done a number of deaths, you know, murders, and people did not pick up on it until like later on. They would see some of the evidence, but because of how he looked, because Ted was an assistant director at his law firm, because of that, and he's, you know, well known, they wouldn't really expect that, you know, Ted is a serial killer. But as we said before, looks can be deceiving. So we'll get into that. 
he was regarded as like very handsome, charismatic. He was very friendly with people. So like, it's just that type of. I should become friends with this person. I guess I can trust him, but mm-hmm. like, he has a secret, like a little secret dark side. So he would like appear in. He appears to his victims in public places. So he would pretend like he was. He had a disability, like either his arm was in a cast or his leg was broken or something. So he would feign an injury and he would, or sometimes he would even impersonate an authority figure before like knocking them out unconscious and taking them to locations where he alone knows and he rapes them, he strangles them. So he at least decapitated 12 victims and kept some of their severed heads as um souvenirs. Well, let me not say souvenirs. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think he kept them as souvenirs. Like I'm not, he was gonna be having them in his apartment and be like looking at the faces and Yeah, he, he said that he admires his hard work, his so called yeah, hard like, work. Looking back at look at the heads and be like, Oh, I remember you. I've been, <laughs> that, I hate you at XYZ and then I oh, no. bringing you to, to work. Oh no, well. oh no. Like, oh my god, even the ring oh, it was amazing. <laughs> Oh no, like, but Ted, the thing about Ted, like, Ted was creative though. Like, what he also did, like, when you know you have the victim dies, he put on makeup and take a picture. So, not only did he, like, keep some of the hairs, which is like completely freaking me out because I'm like, <laughs> doesn't that smell in your house or what? But he took pictures and, like, he not only did he, like, fool them because acting like he was crippled and, you know, making them fall for that but he did like different stuff too on different occasions he'd break into people's house you know there were just many ways that he did yeah i think he broke into the sorority houses one time but Mm -hmm. yeah he did yeah he broke into a sorority house i think he killed like two of them but um he normally does it when they were sleeping. So I rem- it was in 1975, Bundy was arrested and jailed in Utah for aggravated kidnapping and attempted criminal assault. So he was facing murder charges in Colorado. Yeah, he, engin- he engineered two dramatic escapes and committed further assaults in Florida, including three murders from before his ultimate recapture in 1978. So he was... He was eventually executed in the electric chair. It was it was honestly going to reach him, honestly. The thing about Bundy, though, is that uh, he realized that the police were kind of, you know, figuring out that, hey, you know, yeah. it's him. So what he did was he moved from state to state. So he'd go to Washington, to Colorado. Like, he moved. And even though he kept on going, I mean, there was evidence that, hey, it's him. Because he had the same car. He had a yellow car. He did the same method. Some victims got his name. Like, you know, you could have a victim. And, like, there's a friend of the victim, you know, who would, like, you know, say, hey, this is him. And, like, there were just many stuff going on. And that's why I feel like at the end, you know, because they had so much evidence, they were able to, you know, arrest him 
Because we're so slow in catching on the information. Like people normally call them and tell them, "Yeah, you get some prank calls." But so there's some. People but even like, so, it's not really going to be a prank call because I remember watching a video that they said that it was more than one call. There were about like twenty six calls, so they're supposed to pick up on it and realize that it's not a prank. Like the evidence was staring at them in the face, and they didn't pick it up until later on. And so many people have died. You have some people who would just go and be like describing what happened, like what exactly, why why they think that he was a serial killer. They were describing, telling him what he drove. They were just giving them, giving the police evidence, but the, the police weren't really picking up on it, which was like kind of on their part. The thing about it is that I feel like sometimes if like it isn't like a well-known person who is kidnapped or killed, like you wouldn't really shine light on a topic. Like for some cases, I remember now for Ted was that he killed a girl who was like the police chief daughter. And I feel like after that, they said that he was like brought to jail, like closer to that time. So because, you know, you have that person die and then they tie the cases together with the other people who are dying, they would obviously arrest him because, you know, you'd see him. And people would know. Yeah, bro. When you said that he killed the um, you said police chief's daughter. When you said that, that is so reminded me of the book Killing Stalking. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh when, no. When he, was it Sungwoo when he killed the um person's daughter? And oh my god. Yeah. Totally reminded me of the book a while ago. But yeah, so Ted Bundy was like also an Akakalia because I heard that. I researched that he also had sex with the dead bodies like after like after the corpses when he would normally go and put some makeup on top of he would normally have sex with the dead bodies which is kind of weird like very I mean, weird that's weird dead body doesn't it not only that it's if he was keeping it in good condition can you do that though was he oh we will never know we will never know <laughs> Thankful kids don't do stuff like this so no um but yeah um they said that ted was actually not married but he had a lover and like you know as we keep on saying looks can be deceiving his family members did not expect it at all to be like hey their father or lover husband fiance whoever he is to them they did not expect him to be a serial killer. Nobody would. Nobody would at all. Yeah, that's true. So, <laughs> oh my God, my throat. Oh no. Anyways, yeah, so Ted's father was um an Air Force veteran and a, may have been, like I should say may have been an Air Force veteran, a Penn State graduate, whatever, whatever. Some rumors had it that his father was also his grandfather, which was quite, really quite um, disturbing in a way when I started thinking about it. Um, because of Ted's birth certificate, it lists his father as unknown, so nobody really knows who his father mm-hmm. is. His biological father's identity is like really, it's, it's just, it's just won't be confirmed, right? So from all appearances, Bundy grew up in like such a nice lifestyle and everything. He worked. He was in an okay class family. He, but he started showing an unusual interest in knives at the age of three. But I feel like at that age, you know, children are really interested in everything. Everything that mm-hmm. goes on, they're interested in it. So 
when it says that he was interested in nags, you could just be like, you know, he was interested in utensils. I don't know, <laughs> you know. I know. But yeah, he's more attracted to things that are more dangerous. And he was three, so. Um, he was a um, shy and bright child. Yeah. And he did well in school, but he wasn't really that. He didn't really do that well, which is like with his peers. He wasn't that social. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was like more of an introvert. I think, I think like because you said like that um Ted didn't really know his father. I feel like because of the absence of of a father in his life, like that kind of also affected him because like you'd see a dark side of his character emerging in his teenage years. And you know, us teenagers like teenage years, like we go through some stuff and like we don't really know how to handle it sometimes. Like Bundy like to peer in other people's window like bundy was like a stop (laughs) like and that's when like his mother kind of picked up on it a bit and that's when she knew he was a goner he was a psychopath like he was just whoa you're in your room window and you see some eyes like you feel like you feel eyes staring at you and you look over and in the next in the next window you see two eyes staring at you and you're like I would run. Sorry, I would run. I'm not going to be like those people in the movie that go and be like, oh, let me look. No, I'm going to run away. That's what I'm going to do. Not what I would do, I don't know. I think I would be kind of paranoid in a way that somebody kept staring at me, but I don't think I would run because I think I would be like really staring back at him. Like, oh. Yeah, and then they come catch you. No, I'm going to move my little self, go away, find somewhere. I don't want to die. I want to live to see another day. So I'm going to move. That's what I learned from all the movies I'm watching. Don't go there. Don't open the door. You run, turn the next way. If you can't yeah, do anything so- to change it, turn the next way. So when Bundy was a university student, he also went to the University of Washington. He fell in love with a wealthy, pretty young woman from California. She had everything he wanted, actually. She had money, she had class, and she had influence, you know? So he... And Bundy's later victims resembled his girlfriend, actually. So most of the victims that um, Bundy had well, not even most, all of the victims that Bundy had, I think. I think they were similar. They were similar yeah, to his long, girlfriend. They had long brown hair. But, mm-hmm. They were attractive with long dark hair. Let me not say wrong, long dark hair. So <laughs> you can see that he was really devastated. He was like crushed by that by that so, that probably just trigger us up and say. Mm-hmm. No. He just he's on the road and like he's like, you know that she looks like but the thing is that because Bundy was so skilled and he acts like hey I'm an old I'm, I'm crippled help me out like some girls like even though like I understand like you'd help out someone but like in the middle of the night you see a car parked up this old man there like why is he even there no you don't know you go to the car boom hit you in the back of your neck dead and then like i saw this one where like this girl she was like are you my spanish teacher when she like wake up from being knocked out i was like what what did you just say i was like what i was like hello i was like that makes no sense 
Like what's, Bonnie what's was like, she's dumb. I remember, I remember something like that. I'm not remembering to the full extent, but I do remember hearing about this girl waking up back and asking if um she was like so unaware of the danger that she was in. She was like, <laughs> she was so unaware. It was so. It, I was like, what is going on? Like I had to laugh because I'm like, girl, you just woke up from being knocked out in an unknown car. Do you think this is your Spanish teacher? No. <laughs> No, <laughs> no, not at all. Like the number of women like Bundy killed though, like unknown because as I said before, he moved from state to state, you know, to not be caught by the police. Like but his if he, he followed that gruesome pattern though, like it was just he did like there were so many ways that he went on with killing his victims. Like as we said, it's him chop off the head, he'll rape them. You know, it it was just so much stuff and it was just a lot, to be honest. It was just a lot. It's the back. fact that Bundy escaped from prison twice, too. Like, the first time, he was, like, indicted on murder charges for the death of um the Colorado woman and decided to act as his own lawyer in the case. Yeah, he was um, smart. That's what he was. <laughs> but he was, he was, like, he, he was, was a loyal. Yeah, he was trying to assist Mm-hmm. So during a trip to the courthouse library, he jumped out the window, bro. He jumped out the window and made an escape. <laughs> Ray he was doing some John Wick moves. <laughs> he was eventually kept in case later. Just kind of sad for him, but you know he was captured. But no, like he was smart though. Like he'd be doing some John Wick moves. The only thing is that he doesn't have a gun. <laughs> like he just he went on a dark path. Like John Wick was like. That's all right, but like him, no, he went for the innocent people. I wonder how this dude could still be moving. Like, how would he was still live? Like, I would be. And then he's just, you're you really surprised and how this man is still alive. Like, yo, but then you know, him escape again. Like, Bonnie was escaping the prison, like, hi, you can't catch me. It was like, <laughs> like they didn't catch him until again, you know, they brought him in, and then they just took his life by the electric chair. Like, that bad guy escaped through a hole and he made in the ceiling, bro. Well, I think that's a movie. Like I'm hearing, that's what you hear in movies, real <laughs> life. Books, yeah, and then after his after his second escape from prison, he eventually made his way to Tallahassee in florida on the night of january 14 he broke into yes this is the thing i was mentioning earlier he broke into the sorority houses the chi omega sorority house at florida state university and he attacked four of the women there and he killed two of them on like february 9 bundy kidnapped and murdered a 12 year old girl named kimberly leach i was like why are you going after somebody so young like look at you my guy why why I feel like I think that was the youngest he went though because like I was watching a video and the lowest they went was like 14, 16. Like it's crazy how like they're around our age too. Like imagine like back in the day, like if we were there. And because you know, for some teens or like some people, like overall it didn't even matter the age, like some people can be naive, like or they're just like very helpful and they want to help and then you wouldn't yeah. expect it that hey, your life would be taken. I feel so bad for those girls that were just trying to help out a person they thought was disabled. Like, oh, you were a good Samaritan until the end. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like some people caught up on it though. Some people run. Like they run for yes. their life. I'm like, yes, you go. I think there was this case where he I don't remember if it was a park or where it was a park. It was four girls, yeah. That one was, was four, four girls. girls and he went over to them and asked them to help them to, and they said to no. putting the sailing thing in his car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then three of the girls said no, but one of them said yes and um went and could follow him to the car but then when she realized that there was nothing there she ran away mm -hmm. that's smart right there that's smart but the thing is that why would he like he's like hey i can do this in broad daylight too and he's like oh i'm skilled now i can do this because why are you going to really do this like he probably thought the police he probably thought that he was smarter than the police and things mm -hmm. yeah but in the end he got caught and i feel like like ted like he he died in like a painful way, but like for all he all the things he did, like you would say he should pay his life in prison. But look at like Doctor Death. He paid. He didn't really pay his life. He just took his life there before his birthday. And I feel like Doctor yeah. Death should have suffered the way that Ted did. That way, it wouldn't really be unfair. Well, like they both would feel the same suffering. I don't really know about that part. Um we all have different opinions but i'm, I'm not it depends it's not pretty the same way right yeah but like dr dead should have paid he took his own life he yeah didn't do it kind of hurts me that he got out of staying he got away with it rotting in his cell that kind of um threw me off i was kind of upset that he hung himself because hey probably said, i can't stop the like this in any jails anymore let me just take my life but, like he got out of that um, I feel like it depends on the crime though. Like the crime like fits this big, I believe like they should pay, like have some way that they can pay, like not just like stay in a jail cell where they do like hard labor. If it is hard labor, then sure, go ahead. Mm -hmm. I feel like, like I don't know. Extreme I hard labor. Nothing I easy. Like dead Dr. Death taking his life was just the easy way out because he doesn't want to suffer in jail. And then for Ted Bundy, I don't know, probably that was the easy way out for him because imagine if he just lived in jail forever and ever and ever and ever and I'm sure I more quanta but he make him suffer cripple and suffer. Let me stop. Anyways, next we have Jack the Ripper. And as the name suggests, he was a fancy ripper. <laughs> he went for the prostitutes, though. It's not like he went like for Morgan Mod sex. So if you're not for a female, you're going to wear your panties. So he was the panty ripper. No, <laughs> that's who he was. Is the that's fact that Jack the Ripper is still unidentified up to this day? He was. Oh my god, he's notorious. I kind of like his case too because it really intrigued me. As yeah, well. really don't know who he is. Who he is so. Yeah, so like in the criminal files and contemporary journalistic accounts, the killer was called also called the White Chapel Murder or Leather Iron. Yeah. Mm hmm. Um, because it, the reason why they called him a White Chapel Murderer, I think, because the place where he was, like, I think it was something like it was named that, and that's why he called him that. So he was the White yeah, the Chapel place Murderer. Where he murdered, the, the place yeah. Where he murdered the yeah. That's. That's like Whitechapel district. I think that was a district mm -hmm. that I'm not fully remembering. And I think for the little, I think that they said like some news reports or wrote about it. And so like they gave him that name. I'm not fully sure, but I think that's what they said. But yeah, no. I, mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know really know about the leather apron part. I just knew about Jack the Ripper. 
and the white chapel murderer, the leather apron is kind of new to me because I don't know how I've never heard it, but that one is kind of new to me right now, so I'm not sure. But okay, so um, yeah, as I said before, when I was like talking about he's the panty ripper, he was he went for like female prostitutes who you know live in the lower end of like England, like he went for them and like. Let's just say that Jack, Jack was a cutter, like, you know, the repressing nigga the cut. <laughs> so he was a cutter indeed, like, so I'm people like, would think. Yeah. <laughs> so like, he kind of made like incisions and like the way he like did that to the bodies, people felt like he was in like the medical field, like he would be like some surgeon or something like that. Because he was very skilled. Yeah. He was very skilled. Yeah, so the name Jack the Ripper kind of originated from the letter written by the so-called him um, claiming to be the murderer that was disseminated in the media. The letter is widely believed to have been a hoax, but may have been actually written by a journalist in an attempt to heighten interest in the story and increase the, the, new t- the newspaper articles, article circulation. The From Hell, in quotes from Hell letter, received by George Lusk of the White Chapel Vigilance Committee, came with a half of a preserved human kidney, and it was taken from one of the victims that he actually dissected. Should I say dissected? I don't even know. But it, <laughs> he disemboweled their bodies, you know? Many to believe in a single serial killer known as aka Jack the Ripper. Mainly because of both extraordinary brutal nature of the murders and media coverage of the crime. But it kind of fascinates me how, like, he probably could have come up with a nice name and like, Jack the Ripper. Like, <laughs> with something like that. Like, I'm, I suck at naming things. Like, yo, Jack the Ripper. <laughs> we never know why. He just got the name. Because honestly, we don't even know who he is. So it wouldn't really, you know, give him a better name. He just took the name and he has it now. Okay, so like how they tied like together that like Jack killed like these number of persons was that he had five victims. And so it like kind of connected the case in a way. Um, but they still don't know like how many people he killed. Like they say that the murders are between 20, 31 of August and the 9th of November. Like those were the time he started murdering. But we really don't know. I think we don't know the five, numbers. Yeah, it was five. He killed five, five prostitutes. They, they say it's five, but we yeah, really don't know. They did say it was five. I, I haven't heard of more than five. But we still like. But still, like, because he's unknown, we won't really know. The murders were never solved. And, you know, legends are still surrounding all of these stories. And so we can hear stuff, but we don't really know the facts behind it. Yeah. But what I researched was that there were five murders. I think they were called the Can- um, Canonical Five, the five prostitutes that were murdered. Um, so I just think they were five. I don't know. Probably in this, let's just go five people. Let's give them this five, like, let's make this, make things interesting. Nothing has been happening. Let me just go start up something. Probably he wanted to make more game. I don't know. It's just a, it's just a murder. The murder is also sometimes thought to have made contact by letter with several public figures. 
the letters were like in chalk messages and they have been proved they have never been proved to be authentic and maybe fake so jack the ripper was never caught and he is not he is not thought to have killed again after november 1888 well, this was so before i was born and i'm so intrigued by it we'll never know we'll never know if he stopped but like what jack did to the bodies though is that he cut the throat like he'd be like small incisions like and that's why people thought that you know he had knowledge of the human autonomy where like you know maybe he's like some surgeon like you know something with someone in the medical field or someone who just like is smart enough to like go around and you know kill like this and like the methods he took and that's why they had like many investigations that went around investigating people like they went around investigating doctors and know that they investigated a barber because what they said was that like they find some of his like DNA, I don't know, on one of the bodies. And so there were just many people that they investigated and they died along the way because you know, you know, people catch up to their crimes and they're like, it's time for me to go. So they just went along, but yet still we don't know who Jack the Ripper is. Yeah. What I just thought of was I don't know, it just popped in my head. Suppose he was a biology teacher. <laughs> he was oh like, no. I should go around like and show my students how the insides of humans look. And oh no. I <laughs> think <laughs> oh, no. he could have said it was from an animal, but was like, but you know, it's yeah, it wasn't. But you know, it would have But then back in the days, you know, anything is possible. Anything's possible. I'm joking. Oh my gosh. So, um, they suggest that Jack the Ripper was also seeking revenge for his son that um for his son that was like murdered. So he was just probably going around and prostitutes and be like, oh, you could have been going to kill my son, slash this involved body. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um bro. <laughs> okay, so the thing is that like so like they figured out like where the first body was but like what they realized was that the bodies were close together and like they kind of had like evidence that hey it's jack the ripper of course because like they had the cut to their throat like huge slash wounds and like they tied together and say it's him yeah i think there was one case where this lady she was slashed but jack didn't finish disembowel her body so it could have probably like somebody was Probably somebody was coming or something happened and he had to just move out because mm-hmm. he didn't disembowel his body. He didn't like, want to be caught. So. Yeah. yeah, and then a couple, um, was it like a couple blocks away or something, there was a next body that was found and her body was disembowel. So it looked like because he probably said, Oh, I never finished the business with this woman. You know, mm-hmm. go to our next one. And well, he did disemboll her. So, so it could be that he was interrupted by from somebody. So mm-hmm. in all like all these three persons from Dr. Death to um Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy and Jack the Ripple, like man, the way they went about the thing about Jack is that we don't know about his background because you know we don't know who he is. But I feel like you know, there must have been a reason why, you know, they started going around and started killing. Well, Dr. Death, he had the death of his mother. 
and like so much pressure from her and everything and seeing her die and getting injected with morphine to help ease the pain of lung cancer you know when you're going through all of that cancer is really a serious thing and it's just a lot of pain to see a family member suffering and then ted like ted didn't really have that father figure so i feel like that too kind of affected him yeah he was raised as his mother's brother so but mm-hmm. we will never know about ted because he was also really addicted to sex so it could be that he just wanted to sexually assault people and probably because he was so scared of getting in um, prison in prison he was like oh i should get rid of her body so she can't be able to tell the police who did what right so it mm-hmm. could have been that he just wanted to sexually assault females and yeah he never we'll never know we'll never know one of the things about the other is that they were smart. They were smart. They were smart. Mm-hmm. They were. Was that the first who was, kid, um, was captured in the ending? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, it's just a fact that looks can be deceiving overall, except for the Jack. Mm-hmm. never know how he No, is. but overall, looks yeah. can be deceiving. Yeah, people are very charming on the outside. Have to be careful. Be chested. Not saying everyone is evil inside. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. Well, we never know, man. We never know. You know, we just have to take the precaution. You know, don't be stupid. Go jumping into people's car. You know, if it's dark post and you see a man being like, hey, I need help putting my books or yes. something like that. Don't go. Don't go. Uh-uh. Yes. A lady was standing at the bus stop and Ted Bundy, she was like, there for hey. an hour. And Ted mm-hmm. Bundy came up in his car and like, would you like a ride? You want to like, drive? I go wait to the car. He's like, yeah, man, let's hop in and play some music. Little did she know. <laughs> she was hearing the music to her death. She could hear it, man. Trying yes, everything. The only thing that saved her was her hair because she yeah. cut her hair. And it, so he was like, he was like really upset that she cut her hair, but that was the only reason she escaped it because because she doesn't have the long dark hair. He was like, like, ex. Oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't want you. If you don't resemble my ex-girlfriend, I don't want you. And he just yeah. lets her off at school, pretend like nothing happened. So it's crazy. But you just have to be cautious. Yeah, you don't know who. You never know if you could become the next victim of a serial killer. I don't know. Could be your dad. Your uncle. Oh no. <laughs> Even your friend's dad. You know, oh my gosh. Everybody appears nice and charming on the inside. But you don't well, know. You never know. On the outside, I should say. But you don't know what's on the inside. <laughs> oh, you'll never know, man. You'll never know. That's why you just gotta be careful and cautious. Thank you so much for joining our discussion on serial killers. Of course, you got to get those serial killers in here. <laughs> Make sure to follow our Instagram at Mrs. Muse and our blog at mrsmuse.blogspot.com. There will be a new post on Sunday at 7 around that time. It will be out. Just make sure you go and listen to it. It's probably on Friday. I don't remember. But it will be out for the mothers out there. So guys, go and read. Share it with everybody you know. If you have anything you want to talk to us about, you can contact us at Mrs. That's MRSO21 at gmail.com with your concerns or requests or just sharing your gratitude. We'll surely take it and reply back to you. Yes, sir. Hope to see you next week. XOXO. This is Muse.
Bye.